So we stand in front of Dollar Tree and basically do Such as this, this thing here. All right, I'm excited to have a guest. RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one YouTube talk show. We are live for a Monday edition. Excited to be back. Looking forward to connecting and finding out what's on your radar. And uh, boy, do I have an interesting story to shine light on today. All right. So as always, for those tuning in, I want to welcome you to the community. Any first time viewers, let me know where you're watching from. Would love to acknowledge your presence. And uh, thank you for being a part of a great and very, uh, in, uh, very in intellectual uh, community here and uh, my name is mike the host of detroit's number one youtube talk show excited to uh you know always get to share my two cents filter through the noise help put the pieces of the puzzle together towards the bigger picture and uh you know just hey learn from you guys as well as always want to check in via chat acknowledge a few people then uh get right into some stories and uh, today's topics has to do with the video or article I shared earlier on RTD, RTD blog in reference to the uh, attention that's being paid towards uh, individuals looking to uh, purchase or acquire dual citizenship, second passport, what is labeled as a plan B um, and how, uh, you know, it sounds good on the surface, but in actuality it's not uh, going to fare well in the future. And I'll let you guys know why I believe that is the case. But anyway, all right, let me jump right in, man. Appreciate everybody. Uh, let me got Dubois checking in. We got Daniel checking in. Uh, what else we got? Colony, I see a question now. I'll get to that. Uh, we got uh, I see some, a lot of questions. Roll King 64. Uh, Mark checking in. Uh, Broadlight Broker checking in. Jeremy, I'm sorry, Jerry checking in uh, from Russia. What's up, Jerry? Uh, let us know what's happening in your neck of the woods, man. We'd love to know more about uh, what's happening in Russia. It looks like Moscow. Great to have you. We got Jonathan. We got Bougie Prepper checking in. Uh, Curgeon 13, if I'm not mistaken, I incorrectly. Burr from Virginia checking in. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, so took a couple of days, unwind a little bit as best I could, and did not plug in as much as I normally do, just because at some point you got to unwind and let your hair down or what there is up here and <laughs> try to enjoy yourself. But uh, back on the grind, uh, you know, just honored and privileged to be uh, behind the mic again, behind the camera, uh, and just uh, trying to do what I can to play my part in this transition towards that uh, new millennial reign uh, that uh, our king is ushering in as we speak. All right, Mark, appreciate you, man. All right, so let me just stop playing games and get right into the nitty gritty. So today, what I actually, as I mentioned, came across an article, thought I'd share it. I'll put the, the link to that article is down below, but it has to do with the interesting, in, the newfound interest in everyone uh, in their, uh, I guess, desire to relocate, strategically relocate to an area that they perceive to be safer, uh, you know, uh, le less, I guess, government interference. And of course, some articles I'm going to share with you, less likely to experience the, uh, the some severe impacts if there happened to be some type of nuclear event. And so I've talked about this in some form of before, but I think today is different because I'm going to show you how there's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide uh, just because the world health organization, if this upcoming pandemic treaty moves forward, has to say so over any and all governments involved in that uh, entity there. So where are you really going? You know, how far can you escape? You know, what are you escaping? That's where, that's where I just want to just basically bring to people's attention that uh, you can do as much as you can in the natural realm, but ultimately everything always boils back down to the spiritual essence of things. And as of now, no one's leaving this planet in every single country is under the uh, coffers of the World Health Organization and all the people that's behind it and all the sinister, demonic things that they're trying to do to humanity. So it's not my opinion. This is just what I'm watching from my end and I'm going to do the best I can to help share some of that with you guys. So, all right, uh, let me see here. Okay, so let me get into these articles here and then I'll get I'll come back to some of those questions I see, but I, don't, I want to try to stay on 
stay on cue as best I can because I have a tendency of uh, veering off of the primary subject matter due to my inability to stay glued in on one particular subject. But uh, right here on the screen, uh, as you guys can see here, I'll zoom in in a moment. But this is the article I'm going to start with, go through three or four different articles here. And then uh, I want to hear from you guys directly because I think this is some some important things because a lot of people who don't know the full story as to what's happening uh, will look at this and say that, hey, you know, I'm going to try to run. I'm going to try to hide. I'm going to try to no. It's not that simple. Anyway, it says wealthy Americans are buying second passports as a plan B for their families, citing the current health situation with the P word, climate change and political turmoil. And just to run through this real quickly, uh, some bullets here. It says the number of wealthy Americans buying golden passports has skyrocketed over the past few years. The top programs grant citizenship to foreigners who invest millions of dollars in the country. Code on more. Uh, it says uh, U.S. billionaires, tech entrepreneurs, and celebrities look to create a Pan B for their families. Multiple investi- investment uh, migration firms told Insider. And so it says uh, packages. More than a dozen countries offer so-called golden passports and visas that allow affluent foreigners to receive citizenship or residency in exchange for investing in the country. The most expensive programs range from 1.1 million in Malta to 9.5 million in Austria. And it goes on right through the liking. And so more information here, Uh, a company which guides high net worth investors around the world through the application process said U S inquires have increased 300% between 2019 and 2021 says one of the largest citizenship brokers said sales to American nationals increased by 327 percent between 2019 and 2020, an additional 10 percent in 2021. And of course, citing those main concerns that we were given here. But this is uh, we've been talking about a lot of people denouncing citizenship and fleeing and going to more c- countries that are more friendly to them. Uh that it works well until it doesn't. But here's an article in reference to what's happening based upon Russia and Ukraine. It says the Russia-Ukraine war has spurred a crackdown. So Russians, the oligarchs, the families, the billionaires out there, they're having issues getting uh, second passports in certain countries because they're closing the doors off for those individuals as well. But it says here's what they are. Here's what they are and why the EU is trying to ban them. And so more information on that real quick. Golden Passports formerly known as Citizenship by Investment or CBI programs are allow wealthy investors to receive citizenship or residency exchange. It says over a dozen countries, including U.S. and other immigrant investors, the EB, EB-5 program provides a green card to foreigners who invest a million or 1.8 million in the United States and create 10 permanent full-time jobs. Thousands of those so-called government passports have gone to Russians in recent years, including well-known oligarchs, Whatever. Okay. So as you guys can see here, there's uh, they're bringing to the attention that over the last several years, more people have decided to uh, allegedly jump ship due to whatever reason they may have. But uh, I think that's very deceiving and it can be very uh, problematic because I know on the channel here and even in the preparedness world, a lot of people talking about, you know, relocating to more safe jurisdictions if that is the case but then again it all it all works well until people until we move further into this planned reset into that next world structure that next governing structure that is underway and a lot of people unfortunately are not aware of the bigger picture that goes well beyond what i believe you know the rovers weight you know distraction in a sense is geared to bring to our attention as well as the Ukraine Russia situation. I have an article I'm going to share with you a couple articles. I'm going to share with you just to show you how I guess dangerous or maybe not uh, for to, to visit Ukraine, but ultimately speaking people, high net worth individuals who have options are able to do such things. But for those that may not or have lesser means that are not able to do so, I can understand how moving closer might be an ideal or something of that magnitude. But because of the bigger picture, as I mentioned before, there's no escaping this pandemic treaty, which is going to be voted on or they're ratifying current amendments towards the world health organization's current, 
global governance model and all the bullet points that will further remove the sovereign uh, rights of actual governments to take care and oversee matters in their own country is what I'm getting at. So with the, because of that, golden passports, th there's nowhere to hide from the global power grab, as I titled this uh, video here, because it's all interconnected. All the politicians, for the most part, on top of those private entities in the EU area, they're all working together for a very sinister uh, occurrence or event that's happening right now. And so let me move on. So what I wanted to touch on was a, a big, a little bit of a threat that a lot of people are trying to highlight as a reason why is the, what happened with Russia over the last couple of days, or whatever, in their victory day parade, basically showing off their nuclear arms. So here's an article that says Russia could destroy all NATO countries in half an hour. If there was a nuclear war, the head of the Kremlin space agency claims. So narratives like that also play into why there's people bunkering underground, buying yachts, trying to disappear off of majorly or heavily populated you know, areas or whatnot. But then again, that only allows you to escape from certain things, not all things. And so I'm just keep going, keep going on that. But anyway, so here's what I want to talk about. This is what people may not be aware of or taken seriously for the most part. And then it's going to boil down to what can we do about it? I'm going to share my little two cents on that as well. And I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. But before I move further, for those that are tuned in, if you don't mind, as always, hit the thumbs up button, show your support for the channel. Hopefully more people are notified. And then I just want to make sure I, I'm going to try to do the best I can to make sure I encourage people to click that subscribe button so that you'll be plugged in, notified when we go live. And once again, it's the People's Talk Show, so this is designed for you to be able to let your voice be heard. So once I stop ranting, then you guys can call in and let your voice be heard, and uh, we can go that way. Okay, next one. So here's an interesting headline. This is where I talk about the idea that no matter where you run, no matter where you hide, if the country that you're running to is still a part of the World Health Organization's power grab that's in play right now, you're only escaping so much because you might run the risk of being stuck in that country barring your participation in this agenda here. But uh, real sweet and simple, I'll go through this. And of course, you can just take this title, you know, Google it or whatever, you'll find the same article. But for those that may not be aware, I'm going to be talking about this a lot more because time, the clock is ticking. We got until May 28th, 29th, 22nd through 28th to really bring more attention to the world of West to what's happening. And it's a matter of, I guess, reaching out to your local uh, representatives who may or may not even have a voice at this point because this is already in play, but we'll keep moving. It says the World Health Organization plans potentially dangerous amendments to international health regulations at the World Health Assembly number 75, which happens in two weeks. It says the amendments recommended by the Biden administration are dangerous instructions, intrusions rather. So watch this. So when they throw out the idea of Biden administration, first thing that comes to my mind is, whoever the puppeteers are who are controlling this current illusion of administration. And of, I would imagine my assumption would be has a lot to do with uh, a lot of, uh, you know, council foreign relations, Bilderberg group, Davos, World Economic Forum, all those people that's, you know, writing this playbook. It says, uh, uh, recommended by the Biden administration are dangerous intrusions on the sovereignty of the nations of the world. The package dubbed the pandemic treaty threatens mandatory pandemic responses. It's a new treaty. It says, in essence, it is a completely new treaty awarding the World Health Organization extraordinary powers over the nations of the world. It comes uh, disguised as amendments to an existing treaty, so ratification is not required by sovereign nations. It says the amendments appear to give global authority over nations to, now listen to this, to the director general. Now, for some, you might know who that is right away, but for others, you may not know who that is. So I'm going to just jump ahead real quick and come back to this and read some highlights. But the director general, who is that? Oh, let's just find out. Uh, this guy here, the guy that we see as the front man for all the co press conferences coming out of the World Health Organization in reference to the last two years of response to this pandemic that's been underway. And so this guy here is the director general. So what they're basically saying is 
he will be in charge of overseeing the response to future pandemics and how they unfold. And his word and his word alone would be what the world would need to listen to in order to address the concerns in each country or whatever. I'm going to get it back to the certain bullets in a minute. But then you might ask yourself, who is this guy here? Like, what is what's the big deal about him? You know, OK, whatever. But he's a major fanboy. When I say fanboy, he's a fan. He's a student. He's a pupil. He's a disciple. He's <laughs> for this guy right here. And so I shared this yesterday on the Telegram page. And for those that are not a part of that and Discord, I encourage you to guys join that because I share stuff as, as much as I can relevant to this monetary subject matter, the new world agenda. And then, of course, I'm getting into some more things and I'll give you guys more updates. To that. But anyway. The director general here, as you guys can see, he's shaking the hand of one of the leading spokesmen for this entire experience we're all having. He went from being a solely computer software to a billionaire to now he's, you know, Mother Teresa in a suit type of guy. But as you guys can see here, he's shaking his hand excited. And then in the very next one here, he's holding his most late, his recent book. It says Bill Gates, how to prevent the next pandemic. So if that doesn't say anything of importance i'm not sure what i could say but uh the director general is definitely the fanboy to the person that's funding a lot of this operation his name is dr tedros and i'm not gonna butcher his last name but i'll keep it at that so once again just putting pieces of puzzle together call me far left field whatever you want to do sure it's okay but you know this is just we just see right in front of us what's going on okay so real quick let me get back to some of these bullets here so these are the bullets on the screen that uh, the director general would have an oversight over. It says the who requests increased surveillance heading towards a one health approach, which is a direct imposition of sovereignty. So increased surveillance heading towards a one health approach. And so here's the thing. When you hear stuff like this, you're going to hear the words one before, before or included in a lot of sentences. One world government, one world currency, one world health approach, one world this. And it's going to be followed up by words such as stakeholder, equity, equality, inclusion. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I'm ranting too much. Let me get to the nitty gritty. Says a So here's some of the stipulations that, that are on the table to be amended in that ratification that is underway. A 48-hour period to respond to, to the who if they declare a uh, public health emergency and if it don't and if they don't respond it is assumed that you agree to their involvement in other words they the who may make unilateral decisions about health in your country so what that is saying is if something breaks out and it's happening in your region so a bordering country whatever if they don't hear from you in 48 hours referring to your president it, it overrides the president, it overrides the Congress, it overrides, it overrides everybody that's supposed to be speaking on our behalf in this country, and they'll automatically step in and assume that, oh, it's all good. Next one here. Regional directors can also declare emergency, health emergencies of regional concern as well as intermediate emergencies. There will be a deployment of expert teams. Expert teams. What is What does that mean? Who's the expert? What type of team are they deploying into your country will be the concern of mine. That's just my concern. It may not be yours. It says here, almost any country can claim to be affected party. So uh, if you happen to be a country on the fence as to whether or not you want to participate, they can override and say, hey, since you next door to this country and you're in between that country, they're both impacted. You're next. It says they agreed to have a emergency committee. That's another body of individuals not elected coming together and making decisions for you and I and their deliberations on whether you have a public health emergency or not are going to be shared with member states. This is a complete committee with which will have investigative power within each country. It will impact on sovereignty. The director general makes these decisions. It is used to say in consultation with it is used to it used to say it used to say in consultation with member states, but that party has been struck, but that part has been struck out. So ultimately the amendment prior to these possible ratification or changes used to say the director general had to consult with member governments. So you, the president, the health minister, 
and that, and this state here might be FDA, CEC, or something like that to confirm that there is a need for the World Health Organization to step in. But now they don't need to talk to anybody. They just come right in. So those are the things that are on the table right now for this World Health Assembly 75 between May 22nd and 28th. That's what's on the table. Now, what does that mean? Okay. So we already saw that, you know, uh, Bill Gates fanboy, who is the World Health Director, he's the one that will be in charge of all this. And it's already been put forward. Governments are already okay with it. And those most, you know, most people here in this country are only focusing on what we're being told or what's put in front of us, whatever distraction might be. Right now happens to be predominantly Roe versus Wade and everything on top of that. We got, you know, anti-pro people, houses burning and stuff happening, but people are not paying attention to this. And then they won't know unless you share, unless you get this word out. So it also falls back on you. Once you're awake and aware, then you're also going to be held accountable for what you do or don't do with this information. So keep that in mind. Just trying to you know, remind you guys of that. Okay, let me keep moving. So I mentioned how uh, this director general is a fanboy. Okay, keep it moving. Now you might ask yourself, okay, that's fine. There's, you know, not, you know, not every country, not all countries or whatever will be a part of this. But I would disagree with that because if you go also to the World Health Organization and you look at which countries are participating in this ratification of amendments. So here's a World Health Organization countries listed. So if anybody would like to feel free in the chat real quick, throw out a country, you know, any country that you might have considered disappearing to or going to or thinking that they're free, more free than this. And that, you know, barring, you know, climate, weather, nuclear, you might be isolated from that. But then again, if you on this list, that government in that country has no rights, would have no right to stop the who from coming in during that next pandemic, because all this is being done because there will be more. And so any, any takers out there, anybody want to throw out some countries real quick uh, and I'll, I'll put it out there. So let me, I'll see some, let me, okay, let me move this out here. So let's uh, throw some, so throw some countries on here real quick. So I see uh, LBP, Texas is not on the list. <laughs> uh, Montenegro. Let's see what we got here. MO. M-O-N, Montenegro. Yep, Montenegro, check. They're on the list. So that government there, if, 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 because if, most of these, it's, it's 194 countries. So it's basically saying every country. That's, it's just, that's kind of like, like a setup, you know, like a trick question. It, as of now, it's 194 member states, and I think it's 198 countries altogether. And the four countries that may not be on there, if I'm not mistaken, could be, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm not sure I got to verify this. I just thought about this. I'm not sure. Cause I think it's 198 countries total that we're told about with border and question borders or whatever. And I think the ones that may not be mentioned on here might be like Iran, uh, maybe Venezuela. I'm not sure about probably Venezuela, the countries that are, i.e. not Rothschild central bank countries perhaps possibly i'm not sure i can't i can't verify that but you know some people may know anyway let me get to some more countries so throw some more countries out there we got pakistan let me see that's a good well i think pakistan is on the equation because in one of the past videos i did yep pakistan is there okay let me see throw some more countries real quick let me see any more questions out there uh mexico let's find out if mexico immune from the who ah nope mexico is on there as well and not saying that, you know, it's not a place you can run. I mean, it's just just I'm just trying to just be very general with what I'm talking about. I saw something about India. India's on there as well. Okay, let me see if there's any more any other thoughts on that. Because Kosovo a country. I don't know if culture of Kosovo is a country. I'm not sure. Uh North Korea. I think oh LBP, I think you are on point with that one, because I don't think North Korea no North Korea. So LBP, that's a good one on that one. That means that Kim Jong-un has not participating. So hell, it might be safer to go to North Korea because he's not participating. But then again, there might be some type of military conflict in that region. So North Korea, we got a winner. Uh, what else we got here? Fiji. Let's see. I would imagine Fiji's on there. Uh, Fiji's on there. So North Korea is the only one that is not on there, according to uh, what we're being talked to, what we're talking about. 
Belize is on there. Albania is on there. Nicaragua is on. Oh, Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Uh, Nicaragua's on there. Yep. So as you guys can see, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go through the entire list for the sake of time, but, um, for the most part, most of the, the, the most of the desired countries happen to fall on this list. So my whole point is that if they're on that list, then they'll fall under the authority of the director general, barring this assembly amendments going through that will remove all sovereign power from countries to make decisions on behalf of the people. That's my point. Okay. Now, so it makes it, it you know, it, it, it buys some time if you got a golden passport or if you just got a head start and you, you know, did what you did, you know, as far as relocating geographically. But ultimately, as I said before, for those coming in, there's no place to run. There's nowhere to hide on this earth because all governments have been compromised. They're all a part of the plan they're all taking us towards that one world approach. And, you know, so, so whether or not you're a person that believes in the spirituality side of things, yeah, I'm, I'm getting away from like categorization of religion because that's very dangerous. But I'm going to get into the biggest issue we have right now, which summarizes everything that I just talked about. We have a governance crisis. And as long as mankind is control is in control of our government. There's always going to be a crisis. There's no way out of this crisis. You can do everything you can on a practical sense to brace and prepare, yada, yada. But ultimately, if mankind, in accordance to the way we've been taught, the way all of our politicians have been taught through the Ivy League, through this two-party system, it's doomed. It's bound to fail. And that's that's the real talk. But then again, that's not all there is to the equation. And that's where I'm excited to really get into more of the governance solution, which goes against the grain. It goes against common sense. It goes against knowledge because it's not something you can see, touch, feel, or taste. It's just something that you have to believe and, you know, pray for guidance that the Lord will open up your heart to receive it so that you can be a part of it. Because I think within this new governance approach, if we were to conduct ourselves in alignment with what scripture tells us, my confidence in those words that I read is that I can expect some things to happen right now. That's just me. I don't know, but I want to share that with you guys just because I think it's important. And it's not a, one of them things where you got to wait to leave this life in order to experience God's fullness and his abundance. I think it's possible now. And this is where faith, our faith is going to be needed more than ever because we've never witnessed anything like this in our lifetime. Because what we're witnessing to me is the ultimate attack on humanity. <laughs> you know, like through television, news sources, propaganda, all the things that's being thrown our way, they're stalling. I mean, they're not stalling. They're, they're doing the best they can to make sure that the primary main subject matter never surfaces truth never comes to the light because if it does it takes we'll have more say so more right to remove power from them and bring it back into our own hands and it starts with a lot lot, i got lots of things i can recommend but it starts with each and every one of you guys tuned in right now you know and this is where in order to experience uncommon intervention or a shift in the way we do way we do life this decade it's going to require uncommon practices uncommon thought uncommon beliefs uncommon approaches towards everything we do we can't solve or even think about solving today's problems with yesterday's knowledge because where do we get that knowledge from we either were born with it we received it from our parents we read a book about it we you know we experience it sometimes some way in real life but then again how effective is it in producing fruit that lasts long term is what a lot of us, I think, should be concerned with. So anyway, I'm a rant. I'm not going to rant. I'm done ranting. But I do want to talk to you guys. <laughs> so I can go on and on. But uh, I, I got a little bit of excitement in my belly. And uh, I'm trusting the Lord to help me to deliver it because, you know, I, one of my spiritual mentors, Miles Monroe, who was very influential in my life, never got a chance to meet him, but read all his work, listened to all his videos, was 
you know, key in saying that, you know, the worst thing you can do is go to the grave carrying everything that you were meant to deliver in this world, in this life. And especially today, you know, came across some very sad news about a former Michigan State basketball player passing away, young guy. And I'm thinking like, man, you only get one time to do it right. And right, what's right? That's where, that's the million dollar question. (laughs) That's the million dollar question, what's right? And that's where I personally am able to hone in on a certain pathway that has worked for me thus far. And uh, we're going to talk more about that. But anyway, I'm ranting too much. Forgive me. Let's get to the phone lines. This is a talk show. And if you're not talking to nobody, audibly, is it much of a talk show or is it a rant show? So <laughs> let's talk. But anyway, let's, let's get into it, man. Uh, this, of course, is I'm sure there's, you guys can come up with a buku load of subject matter. I see the markets are selling off. Silver's down, gold's down, crypto's down. You know? <laughs> so are you surprised? What Are you surprised? I, I'm not. But anyway. 313-462-0027 is the number. Give me a call. Want to hear from you guys directly. And uh, let's keep it moving. And while I'm waiting on somebody to chime in. Oh, oh. Ah, ah, I'm not done. I got some more to rant about, but I'm going to do this real quick. So uh, let me get it. I, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot some real important stuff. So to go back to continue on right here, there's no country that's not really a part of this. Okay, cool. So what exactly are we talking about here? This goes back to to this here. So this is the what I put up here. And this is just a little excerpt. I would use the new revised WHO agreement aims to give Bill Gates and Gavi. What is Gavi? De facto. Okay, so what is Gavi? Okay, let's find out what Gavi is. So I, you click on this link here. It'll take you to Gavi. What is Gavi? Gavi is the, the alliance set up by and established by None other, none other than right here. You guys can read it on the screen, I'm sure. And he's a primary front man for this. This is basically his baby. This family's baby right here. They put up $750 million in 1999 to create this, to try to put something in the arms of every hum- human on earth because of their, their anticipation of there being more pandemics. Okay. You can read all that yourself. All right, and then who else happened to have backed that particular entity, Gavi? The United States endorses Gavi with a recommendation of $1.16 billion four-year commitment. So this was in 2020 that this was put out there. And it says, United States Agency for International Development has announced commitment, whatever. It says, Gavi aims to immunize 300 million additional children, save more than 7 million lives. And so... It's Bill Gates' baby, and Bill Gates' fanboy happens to run the who, and then the who will have all the control to basically say who who cannot participate, who cannot do this. And so you guys see where I'm going. But just to let you know that there is no, in my opinion, there is no good guy, bad guy. You know, there, you know, everyone who's of influence in this country, from the entertainment realm, the political realm, you name it. They're all awake and aware as to what's going on. And just want to bring this to your attention as well, because a lot of people may not realize that this individual right as well gave an endorsement. So just listen to this real quick. Avi operates with great. Oops. Give me one second here. Mess that one up. And Boris Johnson is. Gavi operates with great transparency and Boris Johnson is somebody with tremendous respect for you and everything you do. He called. He said, do you think you could do something maybe around the Oval Office or right by the Oval Office? I said, why not? It happens to be right behind me. As the coronavirus has shown, there are no borders. It doesn't discriminate. It's mean. It's nasty. But we're going to all take care of it together. It's great to be partnering with you. We will work hard. We will work strong. Send my regards to Boris and good luck. Let's get the answer. It doesn't cross border. It crosses borders. So, yeah, endorsement. So, I mean, is he in on it? Uh, I'll let, you know, don't put your trust in no man. But anyway, thought I would just share that. And so if you connect all those pieces there, you got a much bigger picture towards what's happening. And 99.99% of the people don't know. So, yeah, keep it moving. All right. So I have missed some calls. Forgive me. Give me a call. Let's talk. Let's keep it going. So the biggest thing with this, if you tune in, hit the thumbs up button, show your support for the channel. Take this information, a story, a video, whatever, 
send this so people can realize what's going, what's being done on their behalf and they don't even know. And this is the idea that we've already been told that we're going into a new normal. This is the new normal that they're bringing in right now. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Let's talk. Hello, Carlos. Where are we call it from? Hello? Um, yeah, Mike, Steve, Steve, Region 9. Steve, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, I was hoping you got to that uh, that May 22nd through the 28th thing. I was going, I hope Mike sees that. <laughs> I hope oh, he sees it. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I touched on it. So, I, I, so, other than I'm still on the surface with it, but uh, we, we got more information as it's coming. And a little video I, or a little article I showed a minute ago gave some criteria as to what's in the amendment. So, yeah, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I threw that video back in the queue for you in case somebody hasn't seen that video. From It's from the 4th, uh, I believe it is. But uh, I put it in the queue. I just put the, the takeover or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so if somebody hasn't seen it, they can, they can watch it now. Hey, but anyway, there's something else that's in there, too. Uh, you did a good job covering that. Uh-huh. What what you got? What yeah, is it? There's, yeah, there's something else that's in there. It's about the the apprehension part of it. Uh-huh. Where basically anybody anybody who doesn't go along with the program, they can just disappear. That's in there too. So so, so that's another that's another part of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, basically basically it comes down to this is a satanic agenda, mm-hmm. and I I just want to ask the community. Uh, who do they think Prince Charles is talking about uh, in his little speech? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, who, who does the community think they're talking about? Right. I think he's talking about. Uh, aside from that, I'm going to go ahead and get off here and listen to the rest of the show. Appreciate you, man. Uh, God bless and take care. That will do. Thanks, man. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, appreciate you, Steve, for giving us a call. All right, people, let's keep moving, man. What else is on your radar? Uh, lots of stuff to touch on. You know, where, where you want to go to next? It's your show. Let me know. Let's take it where you want to take it. Let's just keep it clean and straight, 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 uh, straightforward. So let me, while I'm at it, let me, ooh, ooh. Um, ooh, okay, ooh. I ain't had a chance to check back in the middle, but got a lot of, a lot of ooh. Just make you say, ooh. So here's the thing. As I've always been talking before, the great disconnect. So we can see... On this chart here, lots of red. And as of now, 2176, tell me, can anybody tell me? And of course, this is a, you know, a great opportunity for the community to speak, you know, give a shout out to, you know, people, you know, credible, reputable dealers that are out there helping people get their weight up. That's just from a monetary, financial, practical standpoint of what we can do, knowing that, you know, the primary reason for everything is that the, the, the end of this credit debt based system and all the things that come with it. And that means fiat is being destroyed. But what is real has always been real is those things on the screen here, regardless of whether, regardless of whatever the paper price is. And so here's the thing. Tell me anybody, where can you go and get an ounce of silver for $21? Any, so feel free to let me know. Cause I, I would like to know that. I mean, I would definitely like to interview that person or dealer or whatever, because premiums on government issued coins are going to be double that pretty soon. Like I remember saying earlier this year, I think it was doing an interview or live chat saying that premiums will make up the difference for what a manipulated spot price <laughs> will do. So the manipulated spot price will look like that. It, you know, like I, I think I said, I saw one TA guy say that we can have, nine dollar silver spot price but to me automatically the premium would go from right now tim you say ten dollars ten dollar premiums for my for my silver eagles which is what i prefer i'm uh 15 16 dollars and of course you know junk generic you probably play four five six but the problem is the more that people wake up and realize what's at stake as far as them not being able to acquire what they want. They're going to then take everything else off the table. Constitutional coins, you know, you name it, it's going to be gone. And uh, that will leave scrap fractional metals left. And then people are going to move on to copper or whatever. So the chance that you've been able to actually go out and buy, regardless of what the spot price will be is, is, is 
continue to diminish. It's being diminished. It's the likelihood of it happening is not likely. So that right there is an indicator that that real price of metals is nowhere near 2176 or 1853. But then again, there's another way of looking at it. And every other currency right now, because of probably us having a strong Federal Reserve note, because everybody's dumping their currencies and getting into the dollar on his last leg up, metals in pretty much every other country's already surpassed all-time highs. And for the sake of just, let me just check in real quick. It's been a while since I've checked on silver. So let me look at, so as of right now, as I mentioned the other day with Mario, silver in Russia has dropped significantly, making it more affordable for Russians. And then we have, what else we got? Let's go through a couple of countries, start some of those other countries. Let me see real quick. What other country? Uh, let me see here. What we got here? Oh, Japan. Let's see what Japan. Oh, the Jap- Japanese yen is being slaughtered. So what do we got here? In the last six months, they've managed to bring down. Let me see. It was got it at its all-time high, April 19th. They brought it down to 2,800. Let's check gold real quick. And so gold, silver has dropped significantly lower in comparison to gold in percentage terms. So once again, silver. Gold to silver ratio right now is 85 to one. So it's just, to me, it just shows the strength in having a undervalued, underappreciated uh, central bank destroying type of metal in the form of silver. Cause they can't, they can keep the, they can keep the paper price down, but they can't print enough silver or gold to make, to keep demand up. And once this thing goes belly up, once the economy officially goes off the cliff, then we'll wait for the response. And I I just have a feeling that we won't see the typical response that we have in prior recessionary events where markets tank. Clearly, the Fed know what they're doing. They're going to let everything go belly up because I don't think they're going to come in and save it in the same way they used to because they're not going to inject. There's a likelihood they will not inject an additional eight to 10 trillion like they just did. They did seven, six, seven a year ago ish. They're not going to double that just because they'll be prolonging the inevitable. They're looking to reboot the system, which means they want to do away with what they've done and bring in something new. So I can see their response not being the same. So a lot of economists and analysts and people that's very knowledgeable saying that the Fed's going to backtrack. Are you willing to bet that? Because my guess would be they're not going to backtrack because they are a part of the greater agenda, which is a reset. So they'll probably let everything be wiped away, create complete pandemonium and disarray in the global economy, and then roll out step one, CBDC, step two, tokenization of stock markets, equity, housing, people. You see where I'm going with this. Anyway, uh, I'm missing calls. I'm ranting too much. Let's get some calls in here. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from? Uh, Mike, this is the coolest white dude in Yashiba, Mexico. How are you? I'm good, my man. What's in your mind tonight? Give me a quick thought. Well, I wanted to talk about premiums. I lost some weight today. Uh, I went to the Central Bank of Venice, mm-hmm. and I sold uh, $20,000 worth of gold to pay for uh, some construction expenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys the premiums that I pay. Yeah. And I- Recently purchased about four hundred and thirty thousand dollars, most of still mostly in silver. Yeah. Okay. And not, I'm down, <laughs> but that's the way it is. But I pay two percent over the um, ask price for silver. I'm sorry, one and a half percent over the ask price for silver, and one percent over gold, and it's all physical. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to share the details if you want me. You know, want me to on your show. Uh, where I buy, yeah. Up to you. Oh no, no. I mean, so it, is it? Is, it's a it's a dealer online, or is a person you work with directly, or what? Uh, I would say both to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a subsidiary company from Scottsdale Mint, and I've been purchasing from Scottsdale Mint for about three years. Mm-hmm. I used to purchase from Peter Schiff, um, but the premiums are higher from from Peter. Yeah. Uh, now I, I'm a pretty pretty big buyer, 
but I also purchase what they call manufactured metal, uh, mm-hmm. which is silver um, through Scottsdale Mint and then through Stacker Market. Mm-hmm. Um, I purchase and hold my gold and silver in Singapore. Okay. And that's a, the Stacker Market is a subsidiary of Scottsdale Mint. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when I purchase from Scottsdale Mint, I purchase 100 grand bars. I think they're like six grand. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the best price for those. And uh, silver, I don't, I, I haven't purchased a lot of silver from them in coin denomination. I mostly purchase uh, 100 ounce bars. Uh-huh. And, and I get the guardability. My, my plan is a little bit different than most. Uh-huh. But I'm just telling you, premiums affect small buyers. Right. And these guys going around, Andy Sheckman and all these uh, guys, uh, our silver salesman and Miles Franklin, that's what they do. Yeah. Premiums don't change. They make more money off this. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a scam. I mean, if you're a small-time buyer, yeah, you're going to pay that, that 20% spot price or yeah. 20% premium with silver. I mean, that's what it is. Right. Uh, but the big buyers don't pay that. Right. Very true. That is very true. So that's why, I, you know, so for a lot of, higher net worth individuals, you know, buying, I guess, in bulk in anything always saves you rather than just penny pension. But the average Joe, for the most part, or newbie into the monetary literacy space only can purchase what they can afford. And so you might five, 10, 15, 20, a monster box every now and then or whatever, but uh, it's better to have some than none. But what I'm thinking is that before the end of this year, there's going to be a complete breakaway from how we are, you know, how we measure the worth of a ounce of anything, because no one would trust any of those price setting mechanisms when we get to stuff hits the fan type moments for a hundred percent. So you'll look, you'll probably look on and see, you know, spot price, you know, they, my, my personal opinion is that we're going to see error, the word error or the pages that we use, the LBMA, Comex and all those other manipulating companies they're going to, the page is going to be down. It's going to be an error on the screen because we won't be able to, we won't know what the price will actually be unless you communicate with your local guy and even he won't know. So we can go through a moment where we don't know the price according to the way it's been set before for quite some time. Therefore, you know, what, 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 what price may be different in Texas than it is in Michigan or in Cali because how we, how are we going to know the true price of it other than probably checking what's happening in China and Russia if we allow to get on the internet? that it already is okay. uh, the premiums fluctuate all over the country yeah and from dealer from dealer to dealer uh, mm-hmm. you know that's just what I'm doing it because it, it kind of bothers me when I watch these programs and it like when Andy Sheckman's on these programs I mean mm-hmm. it, I've responded to this it, it, several times the mm-hmm. premiums are so much higher for the small buyers and I get the you know economy of scale argument Mm-hmm. But uh, you know those guys are silver salesmen. That's yeah. what they're doing and and making money off it. Right. Uh, and they're also promoting a lot of fear. You know they're right. Andy Sheckman's right long term. Yeah. But you know three weeks ago he's saying silver is going to break uh, thirty, no problem. You know, and then it's <laughs> like, hey, have, have him back on your program because silver's at twenty one. It's going to eighteen. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of that is show because they, as you mentioned, they're in business. And here's a here's a real teller, when stuff hits the fan and they're no longer able to source the metals to sell to their customers, who will need that company? So some people might be selling back. There's gonna all be people selling back, but at that point, as a business model, it's gonna be hard because I think government's gonna get in because if people realize money is going through the hands of coin shops, bullion dealers online. And they're no longer able to access their bank accounts or whatever. It's going to be just complete pandemonium out there, man. So I see that business model going through some changes pretty soon. One, one final thing. I used to, about two, four years ago, purchase a lot of gold and silver off eBay. Mm-hmm. That's before they started to charge sales tax. Yeah. Okay. Because that's 6%. You know, like Peter doesn't charge uh, sales tax from New York. Mm-hmm. Scottsdale, Minnesota, Arizona, they don't charge sales tax. eBay yeah. does, and they were no longer competitive because there's some good, there's good deals yeah. on eBay if you didn't have to pay. So right. Marketable dealers, the best in the world, you can get things 
you know, it's not a hundred dollars over premium for an ounce of gold on eBay. Right. It's a sales tax that's putting sixty sixty dollars on it. Actually, it's more than that. Yeah. You know, uh, so that's that's just kind of I wanted to talk about yeah. that today because I think it may help some people. Yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate you as always, man. Thanks for calling in, letting your voice Thank be heard. Be good. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, uh, let's talk, man. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, he says, uh, religious people need more action. <laughs> yeah, I think as of right now, and speak, okay, I got to rant. I'm not going to rant. I'm not going to rant. I'm going to leave it alone. Because um, I, I appreciate the comments and thoughts and stuff people share in the chat. And I responded to one and want to share with you, share that with you in a minute. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Mike, it's a little blood pressure, Corpus Christi. How's it going? LBP, doing good, man. What's in your mind? Hey, I want to get in on this little uh, dealer salesman, precious metal dealers uh, bashing. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, look, look. Look, I like them when they say, uh, I can't get any silver. I can't get any silver. You go on the website, or you can get like thousands of albums from them. They'll sell it to you. But they can't source any material all of a sudden, you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I, 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 here's another one that really gets that. I know what that guy's talking about, that white Mexican. Uh-huh. What do you call it? It gets other Mexican, too. There's there's somebody going around. I don't want to mention. Everybody knows who it is. Mm-hmm. That that they say, uh, you need to get 323 gold or, you know, the one that has the highest premium on earth, you know? Yeah, yeah. Free, you know that old ass gold, yeah. Like because they're, they're gonna confiscate and they're gonna confiscate. They ain't gonna confiscate nothing, Mike. They can't even stop a little some little hoodlums from burning a damn police station. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. You know? <laughs> salesmen will be salesmen, man. They got hey, they got hey, like- they got they got bills to pay too, man. Yeah, don't get me wrong. You know they're doing something good, but. But they, they're a little sly, you know. You got to be careful. Yeah, and that's where, you know, I, I, I've been talking to Get Your Waiter for years, and I see people in the comment mentioning how how it's helped them. Of course, I mean, in this space here, in the alternative media realm, it's good to be plugged into the different ideas, different thoughts, different people. But ultimately, what what interests me most happens to be, you know, beyond the things that we know directly. You know, and as I was talking about earlier, you know, talking about the governance model, like you know, really want to use that as something I want to dive into because. We can have all the gold and silver you want, but yet if your government still is in power, you know what? What are you? Who? What are you really saving yourself from? Because they're going to re- rewrite the rules to make sure that you don't win. So we need to address the government side of things somehow, some way, and uh, that's what I want to look forward to focus on. But that's just me. I'm gonna bring you along for a ride, though, man. Yeah, there's always an escape plan. You can always go to a country, and they're willing to accept you if you're loaded. You know, so you don't got to worry about that. Uh, but as I mentioned, I'm not sure if you heard my whole little who rant. But if you're one of those member states in the WHO, then you know they're they're going to rewrite the rules there as well. Because if the director general is the one overseeing the whole pandemic stuff, who's in his ear? And based upon the, his his number one his mentor, which happens to be the owner of the Bill Gates Melinda Foundation, wanting to put stuff in people's arms around the world, it's good to say Bill's not going to be you know allowing people to have fun, and enjoy life in its entirety. You got it. Look, Mike, I don't worry too much about that. Look, the yeah. creator mm-hmm. is not going to let his creation be destroyed by these little people. Oh, of course not. It's going to be good, Mike. Oh, I, I get his money mm-hmm. and hang tight, and it's going to be fun, Mike. Hey, I agree with you on that sense, but then also, you know, just from a longer eternal standpoint, you know, it's always good to help people cross the finish line in reference to their faith and the importance of the beyond this life here is also what I think people need to pay attention to as well. So I'm going to get into that more as well, man. But, hey, I appreciate you, man. All right, Mike. Thanks for taking my call. Be good. Yeah, boy. Good stuff. Um, Okay. So um, let me see here. So let me see. Donald uh, says the reset is deeper than the monetary. Let me zoom in. It's deeper than monetary. It's about the land. Their lease is up as long as we participate. It continues. The government is running on a day to day basis. The government is de facto. Um, hey, I can ride with that as well. And so beyond that, the majority of people don't realize any of this information we're talking about. 
So and that's where it's like we can talk amongst ourselves about what's happening, little ways that we can try to go around and maneuver. But ultimately, unless we are able to reach more people so that everyone can, around us can let their voice be heard directly and indirectly with how they spend taxes, all that stuff like that, then we're just, you know, jumping around hoops and running through the same circles. But uh, the reset is, is a lot deeper, man. And, you know, it, it's the reset, it, it's a spiritual it's a spiritual attack more than anything else. And speaking of which, let me just share with you something that I was going to rant on. Let me grab it real quick because let me see if I can find it real quick. Cause these are the stuff that it, it, it bothers me, but it's like some, you can't talk about it. You can't talk about it, but it all falls in the same category. So my thing is why not talk about it? Uh, let me grab this real quick. Let me see if I can find it. Give me one second here. Uh, da, 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 da. Let me see here. Da, well, I find it. Ah, okay. Because it has to do with, it's very easy for people to accept. Uh, when we, uh, let me give me, give me one second here. I'm just going to end on this one here, but it's real easy for people to talk about, Ah, man, let me see. Shoot, where is it at? Uh, okay, so yeah, here's okay, here's uh it's it's easier for people to accept discussions on this matter here. And so the this is an article, this isn't the exact one because this it was this is in Pennsylvania, but it says Satanic Temple plans to sue the uh Philadelphia district over rejected after school club, Pennsylvania, right? I'm sorry. A Pennsylvania school board denied a proposal for a after school Satan club. So think about this, an after school Satan club was put forth. And this is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania, forgive me. And they're suing. And like, this is like, okay, we might say, well, what does have to do anything? This is a, this is a religion. So we have people out here looking to put, you know, Satanism and all the stuff associated that is a religion that, you know, can get talked about. But a lot of people don't touch on it. You know, what I'm saying it's like a, it's like a, it's off limits. But they're trying to put this in an after school. There's a new, there's also the same club trying to put it in a school in North Carolina, and I think it got denied. But the world has no problem with talking about stuff like this and creating clubs for our kids. But what if I was to start an after school Kingdom of God class? You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, oh, you can't have religion in the schools. You can't have religion. Oh, really? But you can have a Satan club? But that that to me is a, a serious issue that is it goes under the radar. And so this goes into a lot of the things I'm going to be transitioning into. I put that under the category of a new world agenda to infiltrate every entity on earth with just this godless immoral satanic approach toward things and it, and it flies by under the radar because people are afraid to touch on it. And so I want to counter that by talking about the other side of that equation. What about the kingdom of God? What can we do to promote that and push that and get people to realize that you have a dual citizenship by faith through Christ and his blood that cleansed you. You've been born again. There's some power that comes with that. So that's just me. That's stuff I'm about to get on. And uh, yeah, anyway, but you know, who am I? I'm just a simple man behind a mic and a camera, but I think that I'm capable of doing more. So hopefully you guys feel the same. Anyway, uh, we're approaching our 58 minute mark. I appreciate everybody for blessing me with your presence. And uh, hey, let's keep, keep, keep praying up, keep stacked up, do everything you can do. And I'm also going to share, I'm going to share a video later tonight where I just throw out some ideas and I'm curious to get your take on some, you know, plug in, listen to it, share your two cents, because these are the type of discussions I think we need to have more of because it's real talk and it's my, from my heart to yours. So I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about it. But anyway, people, let's close out. Like I always do with a little bit of prayers, lift up the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, because without him, none of this would be. <laughs> and so that's why I, I forgot where it's at, uh, in the scripture, but it talks about everything was created for him, by him and through him, everything exists. Think about that. If that is the word, we take it as factual, then everything we're experiencing, according to that word there, everything is working together in conformity to a greater purpose, which is still in play. Therefore, if you're in Christ, you're on the winning side. So that's something to be celebrated. That's something to celebrate. But 
anyway, let's close out some prayer. And for those that are tuned in, get in agreement with me. Let's trust the Lord that he's going to, his power will be activated in your life. So you can do what you're called to do because everybody here got a part to play in the bigger picture. And I'm, I want to definitely make sure I continue to encourage people and do the same thing because I rely upon you guys. Encourage me with your prayers, you know, definitely play, pray for this show. I'm going to pray for you, pray for our families, man, because we need, uh, you know, we need divine guidance right now. Mankind has done enough. We need something greater than anyway. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather this afternoon. We, Lord, we lift you up right now, thanking you for your sovereignty. We thank you for your presence in our lives. We thank you for your power that's available to us if we believe. Lord, help strengthen our faith so we can dive further into the good things you have for us. Lord, help us to be effective for your government here on the earth right now. And help us to just, uh, man, continue to be a blessing to other people. Help us to understand what it means to be citizens of a kingdom that is eternal, Father. We thank you for our dual citizenship, for those that are born in the natural and those that are born supernaturally through your spirit, Father. It's been regenerated and renewed. We just give you God honor and glory, Father, for your goodness. We thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for everything that, uh, man, you've given us to this day. Help us to be grateful and express gratitude no matter what we're going through because we win now and in the end. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, people, that's all she wrote. Be blessed, be safe. I will see you guys later. Peace.